What a wonderful thought. What a wonderful song. What a wonderful truth. Our God, he is alive. Unlike other idol gods that people worship, Buddha, and all these other gods, they worship trees and animals. And the problem is our God is alive. Buddha is dead. All of these other idol gods made of wood and made of stone, they can't do anything for you. But the God that we serve, he is alive. In him we live and we survive. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. I was kind of concerned for a moment. I said, people just forgot we hold service at 11. And I said, Brother Tillman, maybe it's time we sit down and consider getting back to our regular schedule. Get back to Sunday school, some teaching, some fellowshipping, bringing bringing the flock back together. You can't leave the flock separated too long. Too much wandering all, wandering in all different directions and everything. And we'll find sheep places they shouldn't be. Hanging out places they shouldn't go. And just doing things they shouldn't be doing. So, Brother Tillman, we'll talk about that. Amen. Amen. I believe it's time to get the flock back together. And we just keep praying God will bless us. We're his children, right? Well, we got to have faith in him and trust in him that all will be well. Amen. 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 This morning, we want to talk about being an overcomer. Being, Being an overcomer. In this life, we deal with evil. The Bible said we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with principalities, wickedness, evil in this life. And these principalities are always trying to shape and conform us yeah. and trying to lead us away from doing that which is right. Man. It's always trying to get us to involve ourselves in the things that are wrong. But through Christ... Yeah. Through Christ, the Bible said that we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Did you hear the scripture text that was read into your hearing? It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Nah. Or distress? Nah. Or persecution. Nah. Or famine. Or nakedness. Or peril. Or sword. Nah. I heard that baby. That baby got it down, baby. Nah. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In other words, regardless of what we encounter in this life, there's nothing greater, larger, more powerful than Christ. 
When you stop and think about it, being in Christ offers some wonderful incentives. When you stop and consider what Jesus has done. First of all, even while in the flesh, he endured things that are unimaginable. But then after they crucified him and buried him, on the third day, he got up. Death. The grave could not even hold him down. The sting of death was removed. And when you stop and think about the incentives and the benefits of being in Christ, man, what is the greatest thing most people walk around fearing more than anything? Dying. And to be honest, we walk around and we live our life fearing something that we're wasting our time about. You're going to die. But here's the good part about it. It's how you die. Dying in Christ is not a bad thing. Bible said, blessed are they. They die in the Lord. Blessed. Happy. Say, what's so happy about dying? Dying in the Lord. Dying in the right position. Dying in the right fellowship. Because there are more blessings to come. Because after death, there's still a judgment. So dying in Christ, being in Christ... Has its benefits. And the scripture goes on to say. Nay in all these things. We are more than conquerors. Through him. Through him. Not in and of ourselves. But through him. That loved us. Who loved us. God so loved us. That he gave his only begotten son. Right. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But should have everlasting life. Jesus loved us. Because the Bible said he left heaven and came down to this earth in the form of a man in the flesh to suffer, to identify with the things that we have to go through in this life. That he might be offered as that perfect sacrifice, that we might be reconciled back unto God, whom at one time we were separated from God. We had no hope. Through him. Who loved us. And it goes on to say. Paul said. For I am persuaded. That neither death. Nor life. Nor angels. Nor principalities. Nor powers. Nor things present. Nor things to come. Nor height. Nor depth. Nor any other creature. Shall be able to separate us. From the love of God. Which is. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Second Peter 3, the Bible said God's will is that every man be saved. God is loving. He's long-suffering toward us. So when someone departs or separates or quote-unquote lead the church, God never departs from them. They depart from God. God's love is always there to be received. Yeah. But we have to make up in our mind. Do we want to receive it? Right. 
What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Unless we decide to let the devil in. Something very important we need to understand as a Christian. First and foremost, we need to understand we are a Christian first before anything else in this life. Anything else. Anything else. You know, we we hear about people uh, doing ancestry and they talk about how they feel empowered when they trace back their ancestors and they find out well my ancestor may have been this or that and they feel empowered and this and that let me tell you there's nothing more empowering than to be a Christian I don't need to trace it back on any ancestry chart I'm not saying it wrong you spend your money do whatever you want to but I know who I am through Christ Amen. Amen. When we make out a list to say who we are. Because some people are going through their life, they're searching. They're looking for an identity. They're trying to figure out, who am I? Well, I hope I can help you today. I hope I can help you and clear up some misunderstandings or some, some lostness in your path. We should never forget to list being a Christian at the top of the list whenever we identify ourselves in this world. Why? Because we are heirs to the throne and it is important to God that we recognize ourselves as such. Romans 8 and 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Man, it doesn't get any better than that. I can say my sibling, I have a sibling named Jesus. Now, to someone in the world who don't care about God and don't care about Jesus, that wouldn't mean much. But to say I have a sibling named Jesus who got up from the dead, who's sitting up in heaven at the right hand of God. Let me tell you something. Boy, that, that, that's some good family right there. Amen. That's some good family to be identified with. Amen. And that's why we need to understand we are a Christian. We don't need to build ourselves up with anything else and all the other things. We are Christians. Amen. And believe it or not, that says more than we can ever imagine. Amen. Once upon a time, even in the world, it meant a whole lot. But people, Christians, allowed the world to dilute, defile, pollute. And you hear the word Christian used so loosely now. The whoremongers say, I'm a Christian. Everybody will claim, I'm a Christian. Serving the devil, but hollering, I'm a Christian. You all remember the story some years back in a court in Tennessee. The judge couldn't find the Bible to to swear some witnesses in. And the judge asked, is there a member of the Church of Christ in the courtroom? 
And the person raised their hand, the judge asked them to come forward. The judge said, put your hand on their head. That's how highly regarded Christians once were revered. But let me tell you something. The word has not changed. The word is not any less valuable and ineffective. People have changed. People have lost the vision. They have lost the sight and the meaning and the purpose of the word Christian. To God, Christian still means Christ-like. To God, Christian still means a disciple, a learner. To God, Christian still is important, mean called out, separated. To God, it's still important. It's man who has defiled it. And sad to say, even some of us in the church, Mm -hmm. we loosely use it and don't give it the respect and the regard that we should. Hmm. We're heirs to the throne. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. I find comfort knowing I have a savior. I have family who not only hear my cries and hear my calling out and hear my prayers regardless of the day or night or time of the day. But guess what? They care. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. They care. Yeah. Just because somebody's your sibling don't mean they necessarily care about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes family folks, your worst demise. You don't believe me? Loan them some money. But let me tell you, I'm co-heir with Jesus. With Jesus, Jerry. With Jesus. Can you imagine what we read about him? That's my family. Amen. But not only is he my family, he's my savior. And the word of God said, he careth for me. You You don't have to wander through life trying to identify and seek and find out who you are. The Bible tells you who you are. If you're obedient to it. Who are you? Uh, it all depends on what you believe in. Yeah. We are blessed. That's one thing we are. Yeah. We are blessed. Yeah. Ephesians 1 and 3. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Amen. Somebody asks you, who are you? You just say, I'm blessed. Yeah. And you wouldn't be lying. Right. I'm blessed. Right. I hear people say sometimes, you know what? I, 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 I'm blessed better than I deserve to be. Yeah. And you know what? That's the truth. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we need to acknowledge that. Right. We're blessed. 
We are chosen. It is stated in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. That in him we were also chosen. Having been predestined according to the plan of him. Who walks, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Yeah. It's no mistake or no mishap or no coincidence. Man, God is a God of order. And we live and breathe every day. It should be to his glory and to his service. You ever wonder why it seems like your life is always in chaos and nothing works out right? This and that? That's because you're trying to do your thing. God already has it outlined what he desires for us to do. But you out there trying to do your thing. But you forget, Jesus said, but without me. You can do nothing. And you rack your brains, you rack your brains, you, you, you rewrite this and try to go about doing something a different way. And you're calling up this person and trying to do this. When all you need to do is humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And he'll do what? He'll lift you up. He'll lift you up. We are chosen. According to his will, he knew us before we knew ourselves. And gave us the free will to obey and trust in his holy word. Do you trust in it? Do you believe it? We were talking about this morning in the, in the uh, 9 o'clock service. About you got to have faith. You have to have faith. Not giving in and allowing this world to transform you and dictate you. You got to stand on truth. We are adopted into the family of God. When we went down into the water of grave of baptism, we told God that we wanted to be a part of his family. That's what we said. That's what we acknowledged and had agreed to. When we made that confession that I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. What we were acknowledging and saying, not my will. But Lord, your will be done. It's not about me anymore. I'm relinquishing that and I'm going to serve you. Do you see a whole truth to that? Or are you a covenant breaker? He spared our lives and provided the avenue of salvation for us. As a physical baby, we don't choose who our parents are or what type of family we are born into. When a child is adopted into a family, the parents chooses the child. God chose us. He didn't have to. But he did. We are redeemed. Amen. You ever tell anybody who you are? You need to tell them, I'm redeemed. Amen. Somebody asked, who do you think you are? I'm, I'm redeemed. <laughs> That's who I am. Amen. I'm blessed and I'm redeemed. Amen. And I wouldn't be lying. Amen. Let's look at the definition of redeemed. Redeemed means to buy back. To, to free or pay a price for. That's what we are. That's, right. That's what has occurred. Yeah. 
We've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, those of us who are in Christ. In him we have redemption through his blood. We are comforted knowing that he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Colossians 1 and 13 through 14. Who are you? I'm redeemed. See, some folks, they struggle. And they they, they go through life. They can't even say. They don't even know who they are. So they feel they got to accomplish certain things in life to be able to say this is who I am. Yeah. To yeah. identify themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They identify themselves by their profession. Mm-hmm. They identify themselves by who their parents are. They identify themselves by all other things. No, you need to identify yourself through Christ. Yeah. Because when it's all said and done, when the judgment comes, yeah. you know what? We're going to depend on Christ. Knowing us. If Jesus don't stand there and tell the Father, that's one of mine right there. That's one of mine. What hope do you have? It's not going to matter about what degrees you accomplish and all this other stuff. That's right. What's going to matter is, man, do you have the blood that cleanses? Over and over. That Jesus is going to say. He's mine. We are forgiven. We are forgiven people. Who do you think you are? I'm forgiven. That's why I don't have to walk around. With low self-esteem. That's why I don't have to walk around looking down and feeling pitiful and and feeling sorry. Man, I'm forgiven. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. All things become new. I don't care about, you can bring it up all you want to. Just use the proper English term. I used to do that. I'm forgiven. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Acts 12 and 38. Man, it's a wonderful thing to be able to acknowledge I'm forgiven. Because if I'm not forgiven, I'm just a hell-bound sinner. We are loved. How do you know? When I decided to dedicate my life to the Lord, it was the best thing for me because I realized that I am loved unconditionally. (laughs) We are loved. Who are you? I'm a loved person. Loved by God. Loved by the highest, the almighty, the greatest. Wow. 
you stop and consider how great it is when you can meet a celebrity or, or a, a high upstanding individual and man that means something in life man I rub shoulders with so and so so and so and this and that man that is nothing in comparison to I'm loved by God man. I'm loved by God yeah. who can match the credentials against God nobody Well, do, do we walk around every day like we know we love by God? Right. Do we walk around every day knowing that we are forgiven by God? Do we walk around every day holding our head up knowing that we are blessed by God? Right. I don't need a life coach to teach me <laughs> what the Lord has already told me. Jesus is my life. Man. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's right. That's right. What is a life coach going to teach you that the word of God haven't already told you? Man. Mm. People say they love you, but that can change in the shifting of the wind. But God's loves, but God loves me regardless of the forecast and regardless of the wind direction. He first loved me when I struggled to understand and love myself. That's a powerful thing right there. Even when I ain't have sense enough to love myself and know better, God loved me. Man. There's an old saying people say, thank goodness God loves babies and fools. And I'm thankful he loved fools because I was one one time. Amen. And so were you. That's right. That's right. But like I said, we're blessed. Yeah. We're forgiven. Man. We are loved. Man. We're redeemed. Amen. Somebody. First yes, <laughs> John 4:19. We love him because he first loved us. First John 4.16 states, And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. Man. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone asks, who are you? What do you say? Right. Huh? Man, you say, I'm redeemed. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm forgiven. Man. I'm loved. Yeah. Regardless of what this world may say or do or try to set traps and pitfalls in my life, I know I'm loved. Yeah. I know I'm loved. When everybody else seemed to go the other direction and they want to shy away because I want to stand for what is right, I want to stand for Jesus. I'm never alone. Because I got a sibling that sits on the right hand of God and he's looking down. Yeah. He cares. He has such a concern and love at one time that he stood up 
when one of his followers was stoned to death. Yeah. The word of God says, his ears are open unto my prayers. His eyes are over the righteous, but his face is against them that do evil. Amen. If I strive to do right and live right, if I trust and abide in his word, his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, all of, all of his qualities, they can work through me. Those that walk in darkness and even those that are in the church can see God working in me. Amen. As the word of God said, we are living epistles. Yeah. Read by some? No. Read by all men. Amen. Somebody read your book every day. I wonder what's written in your chapters. Huh? What, what if they publish your life and put it on the big screen what would your life be rated huh you know they give all movies a rating violence uh, vulgar language and this and that what would your life be rated I would like to believe mine would be rated love not G love What would yours be rated? PG? Mm -hmm. Man, PG ain't gonna get you into heaven. Since when did a little cursing be okay? You see, that's how the world defiles our thinking. The world will, the world will mess you up in your thinking. The world will tell you it's not that much, but a little leaven. Where in the word of God does it say? Well, if it's not much sin, it's all right. That's why I'm saying, man, we are overcomers. Yeah. We're more than comers. Yeah. And the only way you're going to experience that belief and that life, man, you got to believe in the word of God. Amen. And you got to practice it. Yeah. You have to practice it. In order to be a true overcomer, we must humble ourselves to do God's will. 1 Peter 5 and 6. We have to learn to trust in him. We have to believe he is going to do what he said. And we often quote Hebrews 11 about faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. We got to talk. We got to do more than talk about it. We got to live it. We got to demonstrate it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right? Man. Let me put it to you this way. Faith is just believing what God said and doing it. Amen. It ain't for you. It ain't nothing for you to figure out. That's right. And how many of us spend so many hours and days of our life trying to figure something out? Mm-hmm. Why do you think we have a God? I don't know how. Why do you think we have a God? Why do you think the Bible said casting all your cares upon him? For he cares for you. Yes, 
What if your baby, what if your small child, every time you walked in the room, you caught them with their head down like this? You said, baby, what's wrong? Uh, no, we gonna be able to make the mortgage this month. <laughs> we got no money to buy grocery. If every time you walk in, eat. No, we're not gonna be able to get that new toy. I've been cooking that. What would you think about that child? You said something wrong with that child, right? Just like something wrong with you. You're God's child, right? Hello. Well, why you why are you so caught up in worrying, trying to figure stuff out? Why do you think we have a God? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you. Well, if he'll give you rest, you ain't got to be like this. That's right. Right? right. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy. Brother man, it's so hard. Brother man, it's so hard. For my yoke is easy. When you hear people talk about how hard it is, how hard it is, that's because you're on your own. That's it. You're trying to do it your way. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Yeah. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, so we bring all this hardship on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're carrying burdens. We're carrying Baggage. Yeah. We're carrying junk. Yeah. Junk unnecessarily. Right. Hmm. I, ain't, I ain't talking about nobody here, but you know, I've I've known people who carry a bunch of bags. Mm-hmm. They leave home, they got about three or four or five bags. He said, what are you doing with all these bags? But they just like carrying. Junk. Now they'll tell you it ain't junk. I say different. And some of us, we're carrying junk around that we need to unload and give to God. That's one of the blessings of being in Christ. Who are you? Huh? If I ask you to write down who you are, what would be the first thing on your list? It should be, I'm a Christian. Amen. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Folks don't even need to know anything else. They just need to know I'm a Christian. Amen. Because when I say I'm a Christian, that explains my whole life. That's it. Not a part. That explains my whole life. They should be able to know everything about me. From just the simple fact, I say I'm a Christian. So whatever they read about Christ, how loving he is, they know that about me. 
They read about how forgiving Jesus is. They'll know that about me. They know about how long-suffering he is. They'll know that about me. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Is that who you are today? Huh? Amen. Or are you still seeking for something else? You're still searching for another identity. As if it's going to make you any better. Mm-hmm. Folks, it don't get better than Christianity. Amen. I'm telling you. It don't get any better than Christianity. That's the best of the best. Peter put it this way. We're a royal priesthood. It don't get any better than royalty. We're a royal priesthood. A peculiar people. Peculiar people. We're different. We're the ones who's supposed to stand out. We're the ones who's supposed to... uh, be the ones that people look at and desire to want to become like. But it's sad to say many of us have left royalty and we have decided we want to become we want to go back into darkness. Y'all remember this old song by group war? Some of you young for y'all don't even know about it. I said war you think about Afghanistan. It's an old group called War out of Compton, out of California. Mm-hmm. They had an old song called Slipping in the Darkness. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Slipping in the Darkness. You remember that was Jerry? Yes, sir. Yeah. That was real music. Yeah. 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 And sad to say, a lot of Christians are slipping in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't come to the understanding of who you are in Christ. So you become frustrated and you decide, you see the bright lights and the, 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 the glamour and all that in the world. You think that's where it is. So you slip right back in the darkness. But man, ain't no salvation in the darkness. Amen. Ain't no hope in the darkness. I ain't gonna lie to you. Folks said, ain't no fun in the darkness. Yes, it is. Yep. The only problem is you get caught out there is hell to pay. That's right. That's the problem That's with the darkness. If it wasn't no fun, why would so many people go to it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like people say, ain't no fun in sin. Yes, it is. Right. It'll just send you to hell if you die in it. That's it. And the reason people see that there's fun in sin because they don't see sin for what it truly is. Yeah, yeah. If I looked at sin as a dog returning to his vomit, I wouldn't run to it. That's right. Who want to run to a pile of vomit and lap it up? Mm-hmm. You say, oh, that mess and it gross. That's what sin is. Yeah, yeah. But we tell ourselves, no, no, I don't want to look at it that way. And we'll run to them. But folks, I challenge you to search the scriptures. And find out who you really are. You don't need anybody to tell you what God has already revealed unto you. Your royalty. 
chosen for God's own possession. Yeah. Boy, that's special there. Chosen for God's own possession. I like to think about that. You know, this is how I hype myself and keep myself going. You remember the Ark of the Covenant that belonged to God? Yeah. Just anybody couldn't handle that. Designated people. Anybody that took God kid. Yeah. Am I right? Right. Uh, for those who read the Bible. Right. <laughs> I like to think when, when Peter said, chosen for God's own possession. Yeah. Man, just anybody can handle me. That's right. Some say that's arrogance. No. I'm just being a Christian. Man. You just don't handle me any kind of way. Yeah. I'm special goods. Yeah. And you know what? And if we thought of ourselves as such, you know what? We wouldn't live some of the low life ways that we do. Amen. Amen. Man, this this special goods here. Yeah. Lisa should be thanking God and praising Him every day <laughs> for this package. Right. Special goods. Now someone said that's arrogant. No. It's just bad character. <laughs> Polly will say she's so blessed to have you. Ain't that right, Polly? <laughs> Amen. Say it loud. Say it loud. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said the same about you. That's right. Say it, man. Amen. Thanks. See how loud you said it. <laughs> See how loud you said it. Close he understands. Folks, know who you are. Amen. Not in and of yourself, but through him. That's right. Who laid down his life and died for you. Amen. So that you could be co-heirs in this beautiful thing, this beautiful family. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Last but not least, young ladies, hey, you're special goods. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let nobody handle you any other way. That's right. Young man, your special goods. Man. Don't let none of you little hot tail girls misuse you. That's right. Any kind of way. Looking at my buddy back there. Get ready to go out to school. Am I right? This month. Is it this month? August. Huh? What? <laughs> Want some girl? She get pregnant. Yeah. But now you got a life to remind you of him to rescue your life. Amen. Well, you should have disliked him before you laid down. And that would have made it a whole lot better. Yeah. But see, that's how sin works. Yeah. And that's what happens when you forget your royalty. Yeah. Yeah. 
Royalty does it the right way. Mm -hmm. Royalty upholds the values. Mm -hmm. yeah. So look, know who you are. In him Amen. who laid down his life for you. Amen. If you're here today and you haven't put Christ on in baptism, you haven't surrendered your life to him, I can't think of anything better to do in your life than to give your life to Christ. Amen. He's never going to force you. He's never going to make you. But one thing you are going to do one day. The Bible says every knee yeah. is going to bow. Yeah. And every tongue to confess. Yeah. It will be a sad thing that you could have done that freely yeah. and been saved. Yeah. Then to be made to do it, and after you're made to do it, you're still going to hell. Yeah. So in other words, you're going to acknowledge it. Yeah. You're going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Why don't you just do it freely Man. and be saved and have some peace in your life? Amen. If you're here, you are a member of the church. There are some things you need to work on. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Man. Don't be ashamed to ask for prayer. Man. That's what we're about. This is a, a house of prayer. Yeah. This is your family. We pray together. Let God know what your needs and your cares are. Amen. You said, but he, he, he already knows. He wants you to talk to him. Yes, sir. And he also commands that we confess our faults one to another. Yes, sir. And that we pray for one another. Yeah. What's our song, Jerry? 241. 241. 241 is our invitation song. Folks, don't be distracted by all the confusion and craziness of this world. Amen. That's why it's called the world. That's why the Bible said, love not the world, neither the things that are in it, for all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. But these are not of God. Amen. Let us together stand and let us sing the invitation song. I must tell.